The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all of their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 139 O Lord, thou hast searched me out and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts long before. Thou art about my path and about my bed, and art acquainted with all my ways. For lo, there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful and excellent for me, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go then from thy spirit, or whither shall I go then from thy presence? If I climb up into heaven, thou art there. If I go down to hell, thou art there, thou art there also. If I take the wings of the morning, and remain in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there also shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, peradventure, the darkness shall cover me, then shall my night be turned to day. Yea, the darkness is no darkness with thee, but the night is as clear as the day. The darkness and light to thee are both alike. For my reins are thine, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks unto thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My bones are not hid from thee, though I be made secretly, and fashioned beneath in the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect, and in thy book were all my members written. 
which day by day were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How dear are thy counsels unto me, O God! O how great is the sum of them! If I tell them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake up, I am present with thee. Wilt thou not slay the wicked, O God? Depart from me, ye bloodthirsty men. For they speak unrighteously against thee, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? Yea, I hate them right sore, even as though they were mine enemies. Try me, O God, and seek the ground of my heart. Prove me and examine my thoughts. Look well if there be any way of wickedness in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the Apocryphal Book of Wisdom. She preserved the first-formed father of the world, that was created alone, and brought him out of his fall and gave him power to rule all things. But when the unrighteous went away from her in his anger, he perished also in the fury wherewith he murdered his brother. For whose cause the earth being drowned with the flood, wisdom again preserved it, and directed the course of the righteous in a piece of wood of small value. She delivered the righteous people and blameless seed from the nation that oppressed them. She entered into the soul of the servant of the Lord, and withstood dreadful kings in wonders and signs, rendered to the righteous a reward of their labors, guided them in a marvelous way, and was unto them for a cover by day and a light of stars in the night season, brought them through the Red Sea and led them through much water, but she drowned their enemies and cast them up out of the bottom of the deep. Therefore the righteous spoiled the ungodly and praised thy holy name, O Lord, and magnified with one accord thine hand that fought for them. For wisdom opened the mouth of the dumb, and made the tongues of them that cannot speak eloquent. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God and my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the book of Revelation. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, 
and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers its righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, 
and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, welcome. Just a couple of thoughts on uh, tonight's lessons. Our first lesson comes from the Apocryphal Book of the Wisdom of Solomon. And it, some of the Apocryphal books uh, tend to um, do something um, which is to personify uh, wisdom as an attribute of God and, and say that uh, this thing which we would call wisdom, um, which everyone to some extent has some wisdom. So, you know, it's a kind of a thought process that we go through, um, and it's it's what guides the mind. Um, has been personified by God, and uh, wisdom acts in certain ways and does things in certain ways. It almost seems like wisdom is uh, separate from God, and this was a literary technique that uh, the ancient uh, Jewish people did. And um, for me. A professor in seminary pointed this out, and I thought it was compelling. Is it? It kind of prepared the way uh, for the Word of God, which isn't just an attribute of God, but was an actual or is an actual person of the Trinity. Um, the personification of God's Word being Jesus wasn't that huge of a logical step for them, having gone through a heritage of personifying, you know, parts of God. God's attributes anyway. Uh, so when when the Word of God, which you know is a person of the Trinity, um, you know it it kind of led the you know the culture in accepting that um, in a way that that was was probably easier than had they not had these ancient wisdom writings. The content of this lesson, though, I think is interesting, coming on the heels of after um, spending a, a season reading Job, where Job, you know, questions God and questions like, so why do, you know, bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? Where's, you know, the logic in that? And and then God answers and, and you know, says, you, you don't know what you're asking. You couldn't even understand the explanation, even if I were to give it to you. Um, he goes about asking rhetorical questions about the creation of the world, you know where, you know, the stores of water are for the rain or how much water is in the ocean, things like this. And um, and then we get this piece of literature about the wisdom of God and how God's wisdom acts and, and the actions that wisdom is taking are the ones um, for saving God's people. Um, we're told that uh, through the wisdom of God, God God thought it wise um, to to save His creation. Uh, first through the ark, it said through through the ark, um, uh, and then we get descriptions of God saving His people from slavery uh, in Egypt, and not only saving uh, His people from slavery in Egypt, but also destroying the enemy. Um, the pursuing Egyptians uh, when the Red Sea crashed over them. And we get a few um, foreshadowing uh, notes here from, um, from these 
works of salvation God worked in the Old Testament to pointing toward Jesus um, and his ministry and his salvation. Um, I think we were told about how God chose the ark, this kind of this old wood, this, um, this, you know, this kind of common thing, like this, this, this cheap piece of wood, it says in my translation, um, which points to the wood of the cross. God saved humanity through uh, the cheap piece of wood that made the cross. Um, and um, it, it points toward that and uh, God destroying you know, the pursuing Egyptians points to not only God delivering us from our sin, but also destroying death. Um, so it's, it's one thing to be, um, you know, made so that we, you know, are changed, our lives are changing so that we no longer wish to sin anymore. Um, but it's quite another thing to completely destroy death in the process. And so these things kind of point toward God's uh, salvific work in the the New Testament, and they are um, they are things that God deemed wise to do, which I think kind of points nicely back toward um, when we were reading Job, and and God poured out His wisdom to Job, and I think this is another thing that God finds as wise is to save His own creation uh, from the trouble they've caused for themselves, and as we we turn toward um, Advent, you know, Advent starts on Sunday. Um, Advent starts the new year, the new calendar year for the church. And uh, we go through the motions of God saving his people through the ministry of Christ from uh, the beginning of Advent where we anticipate Jesus coming as a child uh, through his ministry and epiphany through Lent and then um, the culmination of Lent through Passion Tide, and then we get to Good Friday and Easter Sunday and Pentecost, and uh, we're about to go through a few months of, of reliving the salvation that God has brought to us. And so these are, readings are appropriate um, as we turn our focus um, away from this long season of Trinity back toward uh, the beginning of the, the, the church year um, on Sunday. Looking at the uh, New Testament lessons come from Revelation chapter 2. Uh, Jesus has uh, sent some warnings, um, a warning to the church in Ephesus and a, um, a word of hope toward uh, the church in Smyrna. Looking at the warning that Jesus gives to the church in Ephesus, he um, Bishop Scarlett preached on this a few weeks ago, actually, and, and so I think it's a it's a good thing to look back at is the church of Ephesus for all intents and purposes on the outside was, was doing everything right. They um, were doing good works. They were laboring. They had patience. Um, they were testing, um, you know, thoughts to make sure they were good versus evil. They were, they were doing all the right things on the outside, uh, but God, Jesus says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love, meaning him. And it's a, it's a good reminder, I think, that, that the church in Ephesus had become a lot like the Pharisees had become. There's a lot of truth. There's a lot of rule following. There's a lot of making sure, you know, on the outside we're doing all of the right things. But on the inside, 
um, is really the more important thing. If, if, if we're doing all of the right things but have no love, right? St. Paul says that we're, we're like a clashing symbol, um, something that's kind of annoying, not something that is um, loving. And uh, Jesus, Jesus is saying right here that this is all for nothing if there is no love, if there isn't that um, part of you that is welcoming the other. And um, all of the rule following without any love um, can be, you know, is, is, can be cruel. It can turn into cruelty and it can turn into impatience. And so um, it's important that we always remember that what we're doing, the motivation of everything we do is, is in love. And then the message that Jesus gives to the church in Smyrna, he's telling them that you're about to go through a period of tribulation. Um, and he's, you know, he's saying that um, he's asking them to persevere through that. And that through perseverance, even unto death, they will be rewarded with the crown of life. And so it's a good, good to know that um, perseverance is, 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 you know, one of the, one of the top attributes that we should have as Christians that um, as long as we get up, dust ourselves off and try again, and we, we go through that repentance process, we get up, we turn back toward God and we try again. Um, there's really nothing that could stop us because that is our participation in God. It's when we decide we're done and we give up, that's, that's when the devil wins. And that's, that's what the enemy is trying to get us to, to do is to, to stop persevering. Um, and of course we're not going to do things perfectly and, but that's okay. So long as we continue to persevere and, and say, oh, you know, maybe some things, is, and it's a good thing to consider as we enter into the penitential season of Lent, is looking in, into our own lives. Where have, where have I um, kind of fallen off and where do I need to repent and turn toward God um, and try to draw closer to God so that, you know, I can continue um, doing what he wants me to do and, and living in his love and becoming the, the person that I, that I can fully become. Just a couple of thoughts on this evening's lessons. We will, uh, since it's a Wednesday, read, uh, pray the, the litany for the church and evangelism, which you can find by clicking the chat bar, uh, the link in the chat bar on the right and reading along aloud with us. Uh, we offer the litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God for all the prayers and intentions of those who are present with us. We ask that God would open up new doors of mission and ministry within our diocese and the communities that our diocese is working in. Uh, we ask God uh, would increase in us um, the gift of faith and obedience. We ask God uh, that God would, would prepare our hearts for a good um, season of Advent and that uh, we may grow in the season of Advent and that we may experience the grace of Christmas uh, in new ways. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful. Have mercy upon us. The holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God. 
and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. in patience and their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, that they may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit, be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number of those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to put it into our hearts, seek out and find thy lost sheep, and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ, and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon this diocese and the parishes and communities our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, 
Bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rochelle, for reading and responding tonight. Thank you all for being here. Hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Thank you, Deacon Andrews. They have a wonderful evening, everybody. Bye, little Thank one. Thank you. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> <laughs>